Let's say goodbye to all your worries about tax planning, investment troubles, and any confusion when it comes to managing your finances and money. Here at Rocky Hill Accountants, our team has a combined 35 years of experience and will help you do it right. We're dedicated to your needs and will deliver on a result that is professional and trustworthy. Our firm is large enough to offer a full range of professional services, but small enough to give you the individual attention that you deserve. Our business portfolio includes thousands of prepared tax returns for individuals, families, partnerships, businesses, and more. The team at Rockdale Accountants are also thoroughly trained in tax laws and procedures. We have the ability to represent taxpayers before the IRS when they arrive at collections, audits, and appeals. This allows us to offer our accuracy and audit guarantee to tax clients. Please visit our website at RockyHillAccountants.com or give us a call at 860-257-4238 to schedule an appointment. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast, Keys to the City. I crossed up by Kobe, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, hold on. But I didn't make my point. I didn't make my point. I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Quest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing Up G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm Big J, joined by Joe, Sean, and Zay, as always. And there is some drama in Green Bay like there is every season. And we will get to that as we preview the AFC and NFC North. But we're starting things off with the AFC North here. Now, Joe, are the Steelers going to repeat? Or can no, I- not not in third place. They're not. <laughs> I mean, they, they won the division. This was they. The AFC North sent three teams to the playoffs, and they're the third best of those three teams as currently constructed then and today. Then who do you got? Who do you got winning it I'll, next? I'll tell you exactly what I have. I've got the Ravens at 12 and 5. I've got the Browns at 11 and 6. I've got the Steelers at 10 and 7. And I've got Cincinnati at 5 and 12. But a good 5 and 12. Mm-hmm. You know, where they lost some close ones that easily could have made them, you know, a near 500 team. Because I, I, I do think that Burrow's a pretty decent quarterback. And um, I do think that they're going to be a better team than they were last year. The Burrow-Jamar Chase connection reunited. But, I I mean, it's going to be so tough for them to get anything but fourth. Like like I said, 
this, this division is really good. Was a you can argue it was the best in football last year. Sean, who you got coming out, out ahead? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna flip flop the Ravens and the Browns. I I think the Browns are gonna come out on top this year. Um, I just think that they're one of the more, most talented teams in the NFL. You know, throughout the whole roster, they barely have any weaknesses on their roster. So I I could see them going uh 12 and five, and then I'd probably put the Ravens at 11 and six. Uh, I think the Steelers will be a little bit worse uh, record-wise. I think that this might be the first year that they have a losing record under Mike Tomlin, which is – it's it's a great accomplishment, you know, for how long he's been there. They've never had a losing season. Uh, they're one of the most consistent teams in the NFL year in and year out. But I just think that Ben Roethlisberger is, you know, over the hill. I, I don't think that he has it anymore. Uh, their O-line lost a lot in the offseason. And even though they got Najee Harris, I just don't think they're going to be able to protect – uh, the old man back there, and I think that Najee Harris is going to have a tough time with running lanes and stuff like that. And uh, they, they lost some key players on defense. They lost Bud Dupree, um, and they will get Devin Bush back, um, and, they, and they lost also their uh, top two cornerbacks. So I just I, I think it's going to be a rough year for them. Uh, I think that they'll still be you know around average in the NFL. I, I'd probably go eight and nine uh, or nine and eight. And then with the Bengals, uh, I, I think they'll go six and 11. I think they'll improve a lot this year. Um, like you said, Jace, Jamar Chase coming in is going to be huge for their offense. Uh, him, Tyler, Board and T, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins is probably one of the more underrated receiving cores in the league. I think that their offense is going to have a lot of success, uh, especially with Joe Mixon uh, healthy coming back out of the backfield. And I think their defense isn't that great, but I, I think they're similar to the Cowboys where they're going to win a lot of their games, you know, scoring 30, 35 points and giving up 31 on the other end. I, I think their defense will struggle. But I think it's going to be a good step in the right direction for them this year, as long as Joe Burrow comes back fully healthy. So I think, uh, yeah, I'd go Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, even though I'm a little bit worried about the Browns because, you know, the last time they were hyped up this big, um, you know, two years ago when they got Odell, they they had a pretty uh, clumsy season. And last year, their expectations weren't as high because I, I think people figured they'd be the same old Browns. But this year, the expectations are high again. But I just think they have too much talent to to um, mess it up. So I, I see them at the top of the AFC North. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have Odell most of last season with that injury, him back uh, with uh, Jarvis Landry, the, the duo again, Austin Hooper. I, I really like what the Browns have with their run game. But Zay, the, the, like I mentioned earlier, the, this division sent three teams to the playoffs last year. Are they sending three again this upcoming season, or is someone going to get kicked out, or is it just going to be one? They're definitely not sending three. I think you saved me. You saved me for last because you want to hear the outrageousness. Um, but I I, I kind of agree a little with Joe, and I kind of agree a little with Sean here in this as where right. this is going to get. I believe that the Ravens will finish first in the division. I believe that they have the better quarterback between the Ravens and the Browns who I believe are the two front runners in that division. I trust Lamar Jackson way more than I trust Baker Mayfield. And, and for me, I think the Browns have a lot of question marks on this defense. Obviously, you bring in Clowney who we know is a guy who plays half the time, you know, he's not there in big games and then you you know, you boasted your secondary. So it's going to take a while to see how that secondary actually meshes together in the first couple of games. So I'm not ready to just jump on that bandwagon right away. As far as the Steelers, I don't think Ben has anything left. I think he showed us last year after that streak that they had that that's really all he had, and and it's been downhill really for the Steelers since. So 
I think it's really over. I, I don't believe in the offensive line. I think the offensive line is getting older. I'm not really happy with that receiving core. Juju Smith-Susher is doing more dancing than he's doing catching these days. So that team has been looking disastrous. And I think the Bengals actually did a pretty good job drafting Penny Sulu. You go out there, you get Jamar Chase, you know, you boosted the offensive line, you know, and Burrow looked really good in the beginning of the year. So I think the Bengals may actually finish third in this division while the Steelers actually finished dead last. I think they still have a good defense, the Steelers. I don't think that'll be enough for them to actually finish or make any type of noise in that division other than last place. So for me, I, I have the Steelers finishing last with the Bengals finishing above them. Numbers wise, I, you could throw them anyway. I don't I really don't care for the numbers. That's just how I see it. Yeah. That that take isn't as crazy as the Jets one. So I I'll I'll let it fly. I could actually see that one happening. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> I, I I could see that happening as well. The thing is, is the the Steelers defense is so good. TJ Watt was the best defensive player last year. I, I don't see them. I think that will still keep them in games and keep them as that at third level. Remember, Joe Burrow missed a lot of last season, so I don't know. He's still trying to get into the flow of things. So who's who knows what if he maybe comes back a little different? An ACL injury is rough. So I mean, he's got Jamar Chase there. Oh, hold on, but time I, out. I do out. think time, time out, time out. You sat here last week and told me you had confidence in Saquon Barkley coming back, who's coming off the same injury who plays a position where he gets the ball more and he has to do more with that leg as opposed to Joe Burrow you're more worried about. I, I, you contradict yourself sometimes. I, I don't think you – you're worried. Have you guys met? <laughs> no, the thing – no, I, I – I, Joe Burrow had a – I mean, uh, Saquon Barkley, that was the second – that was second week. I, I It's almost a year now. Joe Burrow, that was halfway through the season – He's young, still. Tr- he's still trying to learn the NFL game, and taking those ge- those a, games a, off is rough. A position we've seen players play with that position. They've played with that injury. They played through it. I, I think Carson Wentz. I think he had. He played a, a, a down on it. I think uh, there was another quarterback we had uh, a couple years ago. who actually played on a torn ACL. Philip Rivers, I think, did. It was Philip Rivers, right? Yeah, with the um, with the bra- um, brace on. So I would be less worried about Burrow than I would be Barkley, who's going to get the ball 20, Is Burrow a freak athlete? No, Saquon Barkley is. I, I, But that's neither here or there. The point I'm getting to is I, I, Joe Burrow was great for that half of the season, but I don't know if that's going to be the same Joe Burrow we're seeing. They didn't upgrade the defensive – I mean the offensive line, which I think they needed to. Uh, Jamar Chase is great. And they got some solid receivers, but they need to protect him. Or I don't want to see him get injured again. I want to see Joe Burrow have success. And that defense is not helping them. Like, did they play great occasionally? Von Bell has glimpses, but no no one's really elite on that defense. And the Steelers' defense, I just love. And Big Ben, while he is old, he can still manage a game and make sure that the defense can win them games. So that's why I'm putting them ahead of the – Did you see Big Ben at the end of last year? He was throwing like 10 to 15-yard passes. Yeah, he's but like, now he's going to have an actual running even. game with Najee Harris. Lance, he's going <sighs> to okay. – He's going to have an actual running game with Najee you Harris, and the offense, defense is going to win them games. I'm not – The offense with a bad offensive line, a rookie running back, and a quarterback with those quick slants. You take that. I, I'll take the Bengals all day. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. I'm just going to – the defense is going to keep them in more games. That, that That's what I'm saying. Defense yeah. the Steelers. Defense can't – they can't score every – they're not going to score everything for you. They're not going to score every down. you got to score eventually. The yeah, object of the game is to outscore the other team. It's not to be have the better defense. It's to outscore the other team. That's how you win the game eventually. You have to score. And if the Steelers cannot score, I don't care how good their defense is, they won't beat teams. It's simple as that. Yeah, and the, the, the O-line is definitely a problem because the Steelers went to from having one of the best O-lines just a couple years ago to probably one of the worst in the NFL. I mean, they released David DeCastro. Uh, they don't bring back uh, Alejandro Villanueva. Uh, Pouncey retired. So I, I just think that they have a lot of youth on that O-line, and I, I, I agree with Zay. I think it's going to be a tough transition, especially for an aging quarterback who needs good protection back there, who's not really mobile, can't move around. And for a rookie running back, even though I think Najee Harris will adapt uh, and – you know, I think he'll have a, a great NFL career. I, I think it might be a little bit rough with no running lanes uh, in that first year. So I, I think that is a huge factor, even though I do think that the Steelers' defense is still pretty legit. But I just don't see them scoring a lot of points this year, or as much as they did last year, at least. Yeah. Uh, so, but And then for the Ravens, I, I got them a second just because of their uh, offense. They did lose a lot defensively, but they still got the best corner duo, which I think will help slow things down. And I think J.K. Dobbins is going to – Bring to his own, and I got the Browns taking it because I think they are the most well-rounded team. Very good defensively. Got that run game. Got. I, I, I'm excited to see Odell Beckham come back because I mean he's OB. The big distraction, right? That's what they need. The big distraction back. I, I, I guarantee you, he'll cause them to lose four games alone. Just off, his, no, what? Just off his antics alone, they'll lose four games alone. All they got to do is hand the ball off to, to Nick Chubb. And the minute, the minute he doesn't start getting the ball, and that's a way. Way. he'll start half-assing his routes like he did when he was on the jump. He's a, I think he's going to be the issue. I think they play better without him. I think they did better last year without him than they would with him. I just think it. he he hurts the team. I'm sorry. He might be a cancer. As bad as it I, is, I, he might I, be. I don't a know about that. I don't know about that. But also, well, let's not forget last year, Miles Garrett was – Having a season before he got COVID, using defensive MVP talk. So, I, I mean, he was also a beast. I expect him to bounce back from that. And then the, I can't remember which one of you guys mentioned it, but Jadavian Clowney as well. I, I think he will play well with uh, Miles Garrett. So, uh, I, I'm excited to see. Uh, I, this was the best division in football last year, and I think he has still a lot of potential. He didn't play what? well with Watt, and Watt's probably one of the best defensive ends in the game. <laughs> Clowny to no, me was Miles Garrett's probably the best defensive end in the game right now, though. But I'm saying when he was with him, Watt was probably the most, you know, the best defensive player in the game at the yeah. time. He was, was in Tennessee, if you want to put it that way. He's probably the highest paid, and he's probably the best. That if you would, if, I mean, if you list him, I guess he's up there the highest. But uh, yeah. Clowney was much better on the Texans, though, than he was the past couple of years with the, the Titans and yeah. the Seahawks. He he did a lot better numbers-wise uh, when he was on the field he with another good end across He doesn't have that motor anymore. I, I'm so, To me, he will always be that one hit in college. That's it. That's uh, yeah, he's definitely – He's definitely had a couple bad years the past two years, but I, I think things will open up for him when uh, Miles Garrett is getting double teamed on the other side pretty much every down. I, I think it's I think he'll have a, a bounce back season. I don't doubt his talent. I doubt his motor. I don't think he has it. I don't think he has the drive to be That's good. Fair. I don't think he wants to be good. I think he just likes to be out there a couple of plays a game and do his thing and get paid. 
just get some cardio in. Yeah, every now and then. I don't know about that. I, I think he has to play off a good defensive end like he did in, with J.J. Watt, and I think he will succeed with Miles Garrett. But I think that's going to wrap up the NFC North preview. And we'll get back to the – I mean, the AFC, yes, you're right. We will get to the NFC and the drama that is in Green Bay. But first, let's take a quick break from Clovercrest Media. If the Seattle management isn't giving you their time of day, what makes you think that Jerry Jones is going to listen to you? Sometimes they're blowing teams out by ten. Come on now. When they're on, they're on. Again, I'm going to need you to write LeBron a letter, send it to him, and say, LeBron, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to hop off your bandwagon. Don't do that. That is Stir the Pot Sports. Make sure you check that out. They should be going live right after this show. So make sure you check that out. Stir the Pot Sports. They talk a lot of great stuff there. Fights, basketball. I mean, the NBA playoffs just ended. So they'll be talking about that. But now let's dive into the NFC North preview. And the drama, the soap opera that is going on <laughs> in Green Bay right now. Will Aaron Rodgers stay? Will he retire? Will he play next season? Will he play for the Packers next season? He turns down a contract to be the highest paid quarterback, a contract extension from Green Bay. Joe, is Aaron Rodgers going to be in a Green Bay uniform come week one? I've been saying this forever now. Not going anywhere. They're They're not trading him. It's not happening. So he'll be there. Uh, they're going to go 14 and three this season and things are going to go really great in green Bay and everyone's going to be happy. And we're going to laugh about this, this time next year. Well, that's a good, I mean, couldn't, could you agree? Could you, I mean, right on, right on the head, you know, <laughs> what more can you say? Well, I mean, if you're t- turning down a big contract offer, I I, I don't think he's putting on an addition. I, I think everything's starting to bubble. Oil, uh, it's a negotiation right now, and he's winning. He's no, winning big time, and and he's there. Look, he he's bluffing, and they called his bluff. He's coming back. He's bluffing again. Turned down a contract. I, I mean, what's the right dollar amount? And he's like, "Yeah, I'll sign it. You'll see. They'll get it. I wouldn't worry about it." That's that's not what it is at all. He, he's coming back to audition for another team next year. He'll be a free agent next year, and he can go wherever the heck he wants. And he's just putting on an addition this year to let people know I still got it. That's all this is going to be. He's going to go out there, win a bunch of games, and hopefully he gets to the playoffs and pulls a Paul Crew, and um, then you know, goes sales up, becomes a free agent, and goes to another team, walks off into the sunset. But, I mean, if you're Green Bay, you got to pull the trigger now because Aaron Rodgers' stocks are are at an all-time high. He just won the MVP. Who who knows? Maybe he comes out week one and pulls and messes up his ankle or his knee or something, and that's damaged goods. Get a deal done. if you, You know you have your quarterback of the future in the waiting. So why not get a deal done, get Aaron Rodgers out? That's their guy, Joe. I I. You know what? But but listen, he's guy. he's got that all state money. 
he's got that Jeopardy money again, dude. It, it, for him, it this is this is about the control and the power. This is about this team not doing what they did to Brett Favre. That that's what this is about. It, if you're Aaron Rodgers, let me ask you a question: What does it do for your legacy to go play for? I don't know. The Lions. What I mean, what 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 would that? What, I don't understand. Where is he going? You want to go to Houston? Where does he want to go? Denver. And his. Is, I mean, again, there's but Denver's invested so much in quarterbacks. I mean, right? Like, I, I'm telling you, I don't. He's going to be in Green Bay, and he's going to be a Packer till the end, because not for nothing, the way Brett Favre went out flashing his dick and just in and out retiring, <laughs> playing on a whole bunch of different teams. That's what if it is. Aaron Rodgers, does he want to emulate that? Or do you want to go out like Eli Manning, where you eventually get benched for Jordan Love? Which one of these do you want? He He's writing his own story here, and he's going to make it happen however he wants. I don't think he wants to go play in Denver. He wants to get out like Brady. That's what he wants to do. He wants to go out like Brady. He wants to switch teams, win another championship with another team, and go out that way. That's really what it is for him. Yeah, uh, but you only won one there. So it's the breaks. Try to win two there. It's a stick it to you thing for him. No, but you got to understand. It's a stick it to you thing for him. In his mind is if you put weapons around me. Yeah, but last year was a stick it to him. And he did what he always did. He goes to the NFC Championship and he loses. But look what he did with. He did with one receiver basically the whole year. He did it with Devontae Adams for the most part. If he, what he's trying to say is, if you put me in a good situation for years to come, we could have won maybe four or five championships because I'm that good. So he wants to now stick it to them and go win somewhere else where they, you know, going to set him up really nice and he's going to win because this is a stick it to you moment for Aaron Rodgers. That's all it is. Literally, that's all it is. This is no bigger than Bezos going to the. To, to, to space the other day. It was a stick-it-to-you moment to Elon Musk and the other billionaire CEOs. That's all it is. It's a swinging, penis-swinging contest back and forth, like you said. That's all this is. It's literally, that's all this is. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with Zay, because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the most petty athletes, uh, not just in the NFL, but, I mean, in, in all of sports. So I, I think he definitely wants to stick it to the, the Packers. I think that he's shown that he's upset with them, you know, the coaching staff, the front office for drafting Jordan Love last year when they should have went out and, you know, drafted more weapons for him. And they drafted uh, A.J. Dillon in the second round when they had Aaron Jones still. So I, I think that, you know, he's he's fed up at this point and. I did think he was definitely going to get traded uh, early in the offseason, but it, it's starting to, you know, it's late July now. We're almost in the training camp. So I think that uh, I agree with that. I think that he'll do one year with the Packers, uh, show what he's got, and then try and go to another team because I think he does want to do what Tom Brady did, what Peyton Manning did. I, I think that he's fed up with the Packers. I think that, you know, they've made the NFC championship the past two years and they can't get over the hump. So I think he wants to go to an AFC team and uh, try and get it done there. Maybe the Raiders or the Broncos. So, I do agree with that. I think that he wants out of Green Bay, and he he wants to try to show that he can still win a championship and hop over to the AFC and and, and hand it to the Packers. Not everybody can be Philip Rivers. Not everybody can sit there and just watch his career melt away in one team and then leave the last year when he's really got nothing left. That's that's really what it came down to for Philip Rivers. He should have been out of Chargers way longer than he stayed, and he got burnt. And Aaron Rodgers just doesn't want to be burnt. He wants more championships before he's all said and done. He's winning MVPs. He should have championships. It only makes sense. If you're going to be the best player in the league, you should have the best team in the league. It only makes well, sense. 
but 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 Tom Brady won all those Super Bowls except for last year without a superstar cast around him. So how do you explain that? And if again, you want if, if, you if want Aaron Rodgers needs to wait, go the LeBron wait, route to wait, go win championships, wait, then do that. Wait. Tom, we're not going to say like Tom Brady just had incapable teams. He's had players like Randy Moss. He's had Gronkowski for years on a Patriots, who was probably the best receiving threat for years, basically. That's really what he was. You could put four guys on him. Yeah. He's still going up there and catching the ball. It was, that's really what it came down to. He's always had great defenses. He's always had great, you know, running backs, whether where whether it be committee, excuse me, committee, or one guy like a, a what was it, a, excuse me, Corey Dillon way back in the days. It's all, you know, he's always had pieces around him, basically. So it's not like Tom Brady was just out to dry on some teams with with, with scraps you never heard of. He's had players. He's had big names come in and out of the franchise. He's turned players into big names. We know of Troy Brown because of him. We know of Deion Branch because of him. These players that he made. Yeah, so we're not going to just sit here and just say like I don't think any of those guys qualifies as a superstar in any way, shape, or form. Also, I mean, Tom Brady also Bell was an amazing running back for years of of Bill Belichick. Like the the Packers haven't had that like elite defense to like Clay Matt since like Clay Matthews. So like I mean, they haven't had that, and I think that's the real yeah. But they did though. But they did, no, and they, they have did. in the past, and he still couldn't and, win. But he I did know he win. Did win. He did win. He won the one Super Bowl. He with won them. twenty years. But ago. now he wants the, the one. The one they time haven't he won the defense since that point, they haven't bettered their defense, and I think that's. Yeah, but they've had better problem. records than they did back then. So uh, again, that, that, that doesn't matter. Not because to, they have good teams. Have to throw he's willing them <laughs> to win a game. I, I think he wants to be able to. You just gotta will him to win one more game. Then. I, I mean, again, you, you, you guys, you guys act like you guys saying. act like nobody else on the Packers is any good. Give me a break with that. I mean, have I mean, you watched? Have you watched the game? I have. It looks like it, it I have. Like it's pitching I have. How come Aaron nobody Rogers said that about? How come no one said that about Sam Darnold? How come it, nobody was saying that about Daniel Jones? Yeah. Come on, it looks like pitching catch between these two, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Don't tell me Devontae it, it, Adams is a superstar. Devontae Adams and I would look it's amazing one guy. together. It's one guy. You've given him one guy in the last ten years. One. <laughs> One guy who's going to be in Canton someday. So, yeah, that's the you right hope. guy you're going to pair him off with. You hope. He doesn't even have a championship. You, you, gonna... you, want him to go, who you want him to go throw to in Denver? Tim Patrick? Denver's Jerry got Judy. receivers there. What are you Jerry talking Judy? about? <laughs> Jerry Judy? They got some receivers oh, there. They're all right. They're all right. All right. And Again, they got a really good defense, Again, too. Let me put it like this, dude. They just got... like with Deshaun Watson pre-massage scandal. Dude, you, what, what do you think? You think there's greener pastures in other places? You think Houston doesn't want to win with you as the quarterback? What kind of idiotic nonsense is that? Then don't trade away the best receiver in football. It, it was an economic move. Ah, oh, an economic move. There were no, economic move. For these three beans, you, you got nothing bean back dogs. for him. You traded away the best receiver in football for nothing. That's literally what it came down to. It's not like you you set, you got a couple first round picks that's going to set up the future. You got nothing. Yeah, they got salary relief. 
Jesus. Yeah. Hey, but that, hold on. That's the South. Let's get back to the North. Now, Joe, whether Aaron Rodgers plays or not, is the pa- are the Packers going to repeat as NFC North well, champions? Only if Aaron Rodgers yeah, comes that's back. A, that's a, that's a whole, Jordan Love would if, never win the division. <laughs> right. If let me put it like this. You, you were just Jordan saying Love how is, they didn't have bums Jordan, on the team, right? If he could win the division, Aaron Rodgers would have been gone. It, we, <laughs> this would have been a if, conversation. If anybody not named Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, the Packers will finish in dead last place. Let me just throw that out there right mm-hmm. now. Yes, they will. The yes. Lions. I, I completely I'll, agree. I completely how it's gonna, here, I'll give you how it's going to play out. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for 5,000 yards and 46 touchdowns, the Lions, 14 and 3. The Lions I got them, them. I got them Vikings going 11 and 6. I've got the Bears going a, a solid 9 and 8. I agree. And I've got the Detroit Lions improving to 4 and 13 this coming season. A step in the right direction with Jared Goff at the helm. Honestly, I, <laughs> I think Joe's got it right on the mark. <laughs> I, I honestly couldn't see it any other way. I don't think this is that hard. I mean, these divisions are like pretty predictable. Don't you feel like that? No. Pretty much the same thing year after year. I after year. Used to see something different, but yeah, anything else predictable. Uh, I think oh, I'm money in on that one. the Vikings need to win the NFC North. Because they have everything in the right place. Like, their defense isn't terrible. I mean, the addition of Dalvin Cook is nice as well from the Giants. No, no, no. Like, it isn't like elite. I think they're, but they're good. Terrible. Their defense like, isn't terrible. Keep, oh, well, good. It I would he keeps them in games. But also their offense, they got one of the best running backs in Dalvin Cook. So if they can... And yet, I every mean, idiot in our fantasy league is offering me second round picks for Cook. Yeah, it's what is I wrong mean, with people? He, he is injured prone. And then you also got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, one of the most underrated wide receiver cores. Oh, the, the, you know Vikings the problem need is to win this. If you know they're the paying, is? they paid Kirk Cousins way too much to there not. Why did the ba- the Bears got into the Super Bowl? <laughs> I mean, got into the playoffs last year, and the Vikings couldn't. The Bears with Mitch Trubisky and whoever they they got into a wild card, and the Vikings couldn't with with who they have. That that that's ridiculous. The Vikings should win the NFC North, especially with what is going on in Green Bay and the whole Aaron Rodgers drama. The the Vikings need to win the NFC North, and I mean, I and the Bears. I mean, they got in to the wild card last year. Uh, I think Justin Fields is going to be an upgrade. Uh, if they, the sooner they get him in to get him snaps, I think the better off they are. And, but I, I, I'm intrigued to see him play. And if he could lead the, the bears to possibly another wild card spot, especially if Aaron Rodgers says, screw it and retires or whatever. He's not got a uh, hot take. you ready. I think you're going to, I think you're going to enjoy this. I say this, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, say Jordan Love ends up starting, Mitchell Trubisky will be better than every single, it is, I think, better than everybody else who would be starting in that division. I think he's, I think he's better than Jared Goff. No, I think he's better than Kirk Cousins. I think he's better than Andy Dalton. I think, I think what you're going to see 
from Andy Dalton this year and or Nick Foles before you get the field show is that it's it wasn't Mitchell Trubisky. It, he was never the problem. Um, it, it, this, this, this wasn't Mitchell Trubisky. This, the, the Bears suck. Bro. The, the, the Bears oh, are no, probably yeah. David Montgomery is one of those running backs who only has good weeks against crappy teams. That's a big part of your problem. That guy disappears every time they play a good team. They they have one of the best defense in the NFL, and they couldn't do anything because Mitch Trubisky was the only one holding them back. Allen, Allen Robinson is one of the best receivers in the league, and he couldn't yeah. even get the ball because Trubisky is a bum. Sean, did Jared oh. Goff play in the Super Bowl? He, he did. did. Am he I did tripping? Indeed. Am I tripping? Mitchell Trubisky never played in the Super Bowl, correct? No, no but right? Jake Cutler did, and what does that say about Super Bowls? Rich Gannon well, was there. Kirk Jake Cousins is still better than Mitch Trubisky. As, as average as Kirk Cousins is, he wait, wait, wait. Which Super Bowl was Jay Cutler and which one was that one? Now I got. What did I out. hold on? First, uh, two thousand. Yeah. Wait. Oh no. Wait, that was Rex Grossman. Was Rex Grossman. That was Rex Grossman. So I, I want to know. Was it Rex Grossman? Yes, it was Rex Grossman. Yeah, it was. Jay Cutler was. I'll never forget that. Yeah, Devin Hester took the opening kickoff to the house. Trent that Dilfer was won a Super Bowl. back won a Super Bowl. I mean, I'm just not impressed. That's Doug Williams won a Super Bowl in like the only year he, he ever played. Give me a break. But Time it I, down. Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins are still better than Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I don't think don't, so. Don't, don't, uh, Mitch Trubisky's backing up. I said, I said this was a hot take. Flaming hot take. That's Maybe a, I'm that, wrong. That's that's. Is Mitch Trubisky the new out Mike there Lennon? Getting people fired up. Is I Mitch think Trubisky the 2021 Joe Mike Lennon? Is, is he crazy. taking like, over Mike he, Lennon's he, oh I think the I think the Giants would be blessed to get a guy like Mitchell Trubisky on that sideline. Oh my goodness! You and your backup quarterbacks. That's, I love the backup QBs. I think Trubisky's got a long future holding clipboards. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't yeah. mind honestly. I wouldn't mind seeing him in uh, in Jersey. I really wouldn't. I think. Uh, yeah, put him on the Jets. I don't want him. Not for nothing. Think about last year when Colt McCoy came in, and 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 just for a minute, Jace, don't talk because you'll say the wrong thing here. You guys <laughs> de- felt horrible about Colt McCoy starting, yes? Obviously, initially until yeah. he beat the Seahawks. It's a uh, and that was great. Until, yeah. That was great, and then he didn't do anything else after that. Every game after that was horrible, and and that looked that aside. You like the Colt McCoy. Really? That guy's that guy's never been good. When David Carr was Eli's backup, you remember that? I thought like Eli never gets hurt, so he's not gonna play. But if he had to, like that's not a, that's not embarrassing. David Carr, that'd be a decent starting quarterback. Colt McCoy, no. Mike Glennon, God forbid something happens to Daniel Jones. Do you guys realize Mike Glennon would start for the Giants? Yeah. That's insane. No, now, I agree. Better. Hold on, okay. hold on. Consider the fact though. that Daniel Jones, I'm guys. That's your dream scenario. I thought. I hope this Mike Lennon long running joke with us. I hope everybody knows I'm joking. Everybody know that? Are you? That I'm not really fascinated by Mike Lennon. You guys really do know that. I hope. Anyway, uh, 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 Daniel Jones always misses games. So there's a pretty good chance we'll see Mike Glennon in a few starts. Okay, Wouldn't you rather that be Mitchell Trubisky? Honestly, no, as no, much no. of a bum as he might be, dude. No, I'd rather have me, James Winston back there. 
Dude, when I'd you're taking from former Bears quarterbacks, regardless, it's a lose-lose situation. I don't think Jameis Winston real. could would last a year in New York without doing something stupid. True. I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater, though. Uh, okay. Dude, but again, that's what I'm talking about. If you told me I could have Teddy Bridgewater as my backup, I'd feel good about that. I want my backup to be a guy who started at some point and has some kind of skills. A guy who I'm like, well, he, you know, four years ago... I mean, Andy, Andy Dalton seems like a good backup quarterback. Not if he has to play, because he's terrible. And he proved that last year, and he'll prove it again this year with the Bears. I feel the same. I think Cam Newton, I think the Giants should have took a shot on Cam Newton when they got when no one was taking a shot on him before New England. I think they should have went after him for a backup. I think he would have served as a great backup. I would have more confidence in him coming in than McCoy last year if Cam Newton had to come in and play two games. But it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to be real. I, I don't care who the Giants backup is because I have full and complete faith. But in he's Danny missed Dyer. games he, every he year. I know. I know. I know. He's not I Eli. And, and I don't know if you remember, but these are generally games late in the season when it when it matters. I mean, that's bad. I, I Again, I, I, I just want a guy who and, – and listen, you know, I, the role of a backup quarterback – in a lot of these cases, and, and, and you get some of these guys. I mean, freaking Curtis Painter, for crying out loud. Or Yeah, was it Curtis Painter? Yeah. Dude, do you remember when that guy had to play? Yeah, when he, the, that was the only it, game Eli got hurt, and it was luckily the last game of the season. Oh, he was – I mean, that, dude, I can't believe that guy is allowed to call himself a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, there Ryan, be, like, Ryan like, Nassib? Placeholder is what they should call him or something. Ryan like that's is pretty bad, yeah. Pretty bad, Ryan Smith, uh, You you listen. If you want to have blood. a uh, you want to have somebody like uh, uh, Nassib on your, I mean, you got to have another guy. You have to have a an old crafty veteran who, if you need to bring him in, can throw the football and do some things for a game or two or a quarter. Yeah, Mike, or three Mike Lennon. Well, that's why the Redskins bring up You believe in Mike Lennon now? Good. No. Good, you're on the Glennon well, train. We're all I there. Mean, I, I, I lulled you guys that. in. Uh, there you I'm are. Now you're. It. Now you guys are defending my. Now you're the no, Mike Glennon fan. That's hilarious. No. Well, because he's a I, giant. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I willed want, I him to the to giant, Sean. I willed it. You did. I've been, look, I've been looking for a rookie quarterback to see. Maybe he can. Do we have a rookie quarterback on the roster or something? Because I don't want Mike Glennon to play. I'd rather Fitzpatrick. I, that I, to me, he's the ultimate picker upper. No, I, I think Danny Dimes is going to stay healthy and we'll be all good. I have faith in Danny Dimes. Maybe it's because I was spoiled by how long he, and how good Eli Manning was. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Eli Manning, hold on. So let me get this straight. I, I just want to make sure I, I summarize this. Okay, you have faith in Daniel Jones staying healthy. Daniel Jones who never stays healthy. You have faith in Saquon Barkley being absolutely healthy after the knee injury. It was going to probably touch the ball 20, 30 times a game. Cool. But the quarterback, a Bengals quarterback, who may never even get hit on some plays, you're worried about him not coming back properly yeah. from the injury. Yeah, you want to know why, Zay? Because I'm a Giants fan. And screw every other team besides the Giants. <laughs> Let's go, baby. That's the spirit. But speaking of the Giants – our former quarterback, Eli Manning, is teaming up with his brother, Peyton Manning, to join the Monday Night Football commentary crew. 
So that brings up Finally. the question. Who is the best former player to become a commentator? And who? what current player do you think can take a role in the broadcast booth in the future? Joe? Wow. Um, who is the best former player that became a commentator? I don't even think this is – you have to even think about this. Dude, Tony Romo, who I hated <laughs> for like – He's great. He really is great. I th I think the, the what he does, how he breaks things down. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's a a better guy in the game right now, to be honest. Um, which is so weird to say. The idea that I listen to Tony Romo, I'm like, Do I, I really like this guy. Um, yeah, he's fantastic. So that's that's the guy. I mean, I think I think he's becoming uh like a superstar broadcaster, and um, I think that's I think that's deserving. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I hate I hate to agree with Joe, but that's who I had in mind. Uh, obviously, I, I hated Tony Romo being the Cowboys quarterback. He was probably one of my least favorite players uh, while he was in the league. But I mean, he does a tremendous job uh, breaking down the game. Obviously, you know, from a quarterback's perspective, he knows everything that's going on in offense. He also knows the defense because he has to study them all the time. So and for the, you know, the casual fan or the non-common fan that's tuning in, you know, he really lets you know, like what's going on and. He's great at predicting the plays. He's great at breaking down and analyzing. So he does a great job with it. And he's a little animated. He's he's pretty funny, which I, I hate to say because I hated Romo. But he is a great broadcaster. Uh, you got to tip your hat off to him. So uh, that's the guy that I had in mind. I, I I think that he's he's probably the best commentator in the game right now, honestly. Say so you're gonna you're gonna Boogum I love the book machine. No, oh, no you no I'm kidding. I'm absolutely what a shame. Kidding. I'm, I'm I, you know, it's it's well, funny. No, I was I remember when when he no, you know what? Don't pick him. He's terrible. I don't want to like that guy. So bad. Joke. I'm like, why are people like busting on him? And the more I watch him, the more I'm like, oh god, yeah, no, he is no, so he, terrible. He is wild, but when it comes to the nuances of the defensive and offensive line, he gives Really good insight. Oh, That's right, far. right, no. right. Yeah. Got anyway, it. back to what I was going to say. No. Oh. <laughs> is, boy, it's it's a of, go ahead, Zay. Go ahead. I think uh, I'm, I'm I believe it was Jason Whitney he did one game. He actually was pretty good one game. I think he's actually gonna continue to do it. I'm only oh, saying yeah. that because he defended Eli really well in one of the plays that Odell completely quit on on a pass, and he was like, No, he was wrong, and he called it out perfectly and he pointed out all the mistakes. And I thought, hey, he's going to be a good one. And also, um, excuse me, the tight end from the uh, Panthers, a couple, what was his name? Uh, Greg Olson. Greg Olson, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty good, good commentator. I listened to, yeah, those those guys I think in the future will be really good uh, commentators down the line. But I guess Tony Romo, you could say, is pretty good. I wouldn't. He's all right. I mean, it hurts. Not many, there's not many oh. commentators. It's hard. It's not, it's not like there's a long list, a long line. You know, everyone hates Boomer. I can't listen. To, I turn the. I, Watch the game on mute with Boomers commentating. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Collinsworth nah. is, a, is a former player, but I he's, he's a little corny. I can't stand well, Sims. You know, it's funny because uh. I see Jared. Jared just put Ditka and Theisman, and it's like, well, I mean, those guys aren't necessarily even com I, commentating. They're not commentating. They there. just do like the halftime show. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I again, wasn't even alive when they were commentating. I was gonna say, right? They've been doing it for so long that you sort of just think of them more as broadcasters than you do as in the case of Ditka, former coach and former player, or in the case of Joe Theismann, uh, former quarterback, you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, 
And again, they're not calling games. I think that's the difference. I, I, I think we're looking more at who's calling games, not necessarily who's in studio. Because, I mean, Jesus, Fox, Fox Sunday is nothing but Hall of Famers sitting there. Like, yeah, yeah take I your mean, pick Troy for the Aikman best is business. also really, really oh, good. Yeah, I love yeah. Troy. And that's funny. It's another one. I, I love Troy Aikman. And I do. Joe Buck's such a pain in the butt, but. <laughs> I, I dude, I like they, they I like both Aikman a lot. And he does baseball too. You can't get away from him. He's the worst. <laughs> Joe Buck. <laughs> hey, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers chooses to sit out, maybe he goes does Jeopardy, and also maybe they have him on for some uh, commentary because I mean he has a little bit of a personality. He obviously knows the game, so I think he might be great down the line for him. Because I mean, look at. Some great, there are some great quarterbacks that go back and do it. I mean, look what's going on with Peyton Manning and Eli. But uh, that is that is going to do it for John about the G Men this week. For myself, Big Jace, Joe Guire, King Zay, Sean Scanlon. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you tune in next week where we'll be talking the AFC and NFC South, continuing to preview. Football season's right around the corner, training camps are starting up. Uh, preseason is going to start up, and before you know it, we're back into the season, and we're back to Giants football every Sunday. I'm excited. So, but make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for more about this podcast and a bunch of other podcasts. Make sure you check that out. For myself, Big Jace, Joe Guire, Sean Scanlon, King Zay, take care, and we will see you next time for more John about the The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which... Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.